A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today, on a very special episode of Work-Life Imbalance, we'll be addressing a backlog of thematically linked audience questions. And in the deep dive, we'll be discussing finding the finest facilities in the office. But first... So this episode is going to be a super special treat. Not only because we are going to be covering bathrooms wall to wall. Wait. (laughs) That was Uh, me. (laughs) But also because (laughs) we will have a very special guest with us. From the What Does It Matter podcast, Sean Faust. How are you doing, Sean? Hello, <laughs> what does it matter? Whoa. Is that your new theme song? No, I, I just rewrote a Falco tune. <laughs> I thought maybe we were getting the, uh, the the hot take on your new theme song. Yeah, some primo work. Well, right on. We will thank <laughs> Falco in the year 1985. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, the year I was born. Oh, nice. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Young punk. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, Sean, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, we have the What Doesn't Matter podcast. We have uh, the Adventure Soundtrack, your your band that, that you tour with. Uh, so where do you want to start? From the beginning is always the best place. So I was born at a very early age. <laughs> That's always always a positive thing. One day I'm swimming around these bags. These next day I'm like <laughs> flying up this tube. I felt my head get crushed just a teeny tiny bit. Next thing I know, I'm, you know, sucking my thumb, sucking my toes, playing with the umbilical cord. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I I think, like I said, I think I've actually addressed this in a previous uh, in a previous episode, but uh, I believe I was probably congealed somewhere. um, So I don't have the same experience. So it's, it's nice to hear it firsthand from somebody that did. Yeah, I think I set up in a Tupperware container somewhere. <laughs> yeah, mine mine was a uh, a petri dish where I congealed. Yours was more accidental. I feel, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I'm what happens when you leave leftovers in the company fridge too long. <laughs> I fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you are from the What Doesn't Matter podcast, uh, which you graciously had me on a few weeks ago, which was a fantastic time, and we have uh, been very slow to return the favor, and I apologize for that. That is because I am a weak human with a uh, with not enough time. <laughs> well, I still thank you for joining me for that episode, but because of you and because of how that episode kind of panned out i did end up with a new sponsor for an episode that i cannot divulge yet (laughs) but there you go derek you're doing good works 
I mean, unfortunately, it's not helping us get sponsors, but I am glad to help others get sponsors. That's fine. Oh, I thought we were going to get a sponsorship from Whiteout, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whiteout. um, Let's see. What are their what are their products? And and, uh, Sean, unlike your show, we don't bleep out brand names. So any. Oh, I know. I'm a listener. (laughs) Any brand names you want to just shout out, just go nuts. <laughs> Next episode, very special episode brought to you by Lawsuit from White House. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um all right, so <laughs> way back in the day, months and months and months ago, uh Sean, you sent us a a snippet of audio that I think we should now listen to. It was uh in reference to episode seven, which was our first foray into well, I guess second real foray into bathroom humor. So let's give that a listen real quick. Hey dudes, Sean Faust from What Does It Matter podcast here. Loved episode seven. Really enjoyed it, but I wanna kinda delve into your bathroom talk because this might not be a good one for the germaphobes, but you were talking about if you could actually see the germs that were going around and stuff like that. Think about this. When you smell somebody's fart, whatever was up their asshole and in their colon or wherever farts come from, I don't know biology. I don't know geometry. They, whatever was up there is now in the air. And when you smell a fart, those shit particles that were up their ass have now gone into your sinus passages. So their fecal dust is now in your face. So you're kind of inhaling what was in their asshole. You've got shit dust in your nose. Have you guys thought about that? Or did I just awaken some sleeping giant? Love the show, guys. Looking forward to hearing more. Take care. <laughs> All right, so what we have just heard is an audio clip from Sean many moons ago. Uh, That may have been uh, one of our first interactions with you, and let's just say that was a perfect introduction into Sean Faust for sure. So why don't you give us the live version of, uh, of your take on that particular subject matter? Here's the thing. You're not... You got poop up there, right? So right. you you There's other stuff up there, of course, right? <laughs> this is this is a natural thing, but you're releasing particles into the air when you uh beef or fart or whatever you want to call it. Hold when on. You, beef? Is that is that a euphemism for for passing n- gas? I haven't heard it since 1984, but it just came to mind, so I'm going to say <laughs> sure for we're bringing it back. So, the classics are back. Dude, so, it's 35 years, man. Come on. Get with the fucking program. The problem is, is that I use the term beef it uh, for like failing at something. Um, I don't need that to be tainted by taint. Taint. By the taint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, anyway, uh, when, when you beef it, you uh, if, be- no, no, become if you're, as, you're ex- a, as a as fungal spores. You spew them from your orifices. <laughs> yeah, so fecal dust is in the air. So what's happening now is you have expelled gas 
But there's a little bit of poopy dust hanging around because it just hangs out, you know, unless when you wash, you clean so much that you are jamming fingers inside <laughs> with the shampoo and just giving a good old root, you know, root around the uh, brown eye or inside, I should say, not around. Some of unless us are pretty dedicated that. when we take showers. <laughs> So, Frank, this has never happened. Well, you have never caused this to happen for anybody else. And your your asshole must smell like head and shoulders. God bless you. <laughs> and no dandruff. No dandruff at all. No dandruff yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> but do you braid your asshole hair like, like a dreadlock so it hangs down to your knee? Oh, God. <laughs> we, uh, we have a little different manscaping routine around here, I think. <laughs> yeah, mine's parted like Richie Rich. So, I'm a Dapper Dan man myself. Oh, God bless you, sir. God bless you. <laughs> now, you've released fecal dust into the air, and somebody goes, oh, oh. <laughs> That's Who a farted? mild reaction com- compared to, to the reaction. All right, sometimes like, oh, my God, something fucking died in here. <laughs> so, sometimes that happens. But no matter what has happened, the fecal dust that is left. Your asshole has now gone into the nose and uh, probably because of the way sinus cavities work into the throat of the oh. victim that's oh. smelling. Oh. So you're, you've got asshole dust in your sinus, possibly throat. Are those tonsil stones really? So I'm not going to say that that's the first time I've ever thought about it, but that is the first time that I've spent that significant amount of time thinking about it. It, it let's say that it hasn't necessarily changed my habits. Uh, I am I am no more or less likely to uh, to commit the crime or you know go witness the crime as it were. But uh, but yeah, every time every time I catch a whiff of that of that particular musk, that is what You'll I get think, to think about. Of Sean. You'll get to think of Sean every time. Like for my part, I'm just never leaving the house again. So right. <laughs> I'm just going to close the door to the studio, and uh, if you guys need me, here I'll be. <laughs> At least for about a week until I run out of food. <laughs> I do want to point out, though, that the way Derek just described it, he said, not only do I do it, but like I also sm- like it's like you go out and you seek out farts to smell. No, 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 no that's what I'm saying. I do it no more and no less. Okay, and, and all right. I did not previously say how much I did, which... For the record, is zero. I I have never once. Derek, sought we're out. not going to kink shame you. It's fine, baby. You can be you. This is a safe place. Oh, <laughs> uh, if if I can't be around, if I if I can't be myself around two other men that were just talking about asses and fecal dust, where can I be myself? Church. Touche. <laughs> Thanks. Bringing the truth. All right. So. Do you want to go ahead and get right into the deep dive? Let's take it to the deep dive. All right. So, for the deep dive, our subject is finding your favorite bathroom when you start a new job. You're out of your element. You don't know the lay of the land, and you need to find your own place in which to perform your dark arts. Just like when buying a home, (laughs) there are certain things you look for. A wish list of sorts of what makes a place worth making your own. So I want to start by sharing my criteria for what makes a bathroom location optimal. So first and foremost, 
my main criteria, is a low toilet crime rate. Now, this is not a particularly specific category, but anything that you could deem toilet crime, I want to make sure that it is as low as possible. That can be somebody that doesn't flush, like, you know, you walk in and uh, let's say the the remnants of the previous suitor or the, the previous inhabitant are still there. Overly, if somebody, if there's a floor of people that, that eat a lot of uh, very, very spicy or greasy food, you probably want to stay away from those. Yeah, just anything can be toilet crime. Uh, can, can you guys think of anything that uh, that might fall into the toilet crime category? I'm just sitting here. You're saying toilet crime, and I'm just thinking this is the weirdest fucking Judge Dredd comic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know we had the uh, the Law and Order FCU, which is the Food Crimes Unit. Uh, we also need to add uh, another spinoff, uh, Law and Order TCU, Toilet Crimes Unit. Um, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. This is this is a true thing, and, and I will agree. Like finding a place that uh, that has a low incidence of toilet crime is a must. <laughs> oh God. All right, so the, the second thing that I think is super important is airflow. <laughs> if you walk into a bathroom and it is just stagnant air, um, at best, you you know what you're about to be in store for. Uh, at worst, you're running into the previous two to three hours of other people's remnants of their toilet crimes. There needs to be plenty of <laughs> plenty of airflow to get that out, and it also needs to have uh you know good temperatures because when I'm like like I talked about previously when I'm performing my dark arts things tend to heat up a little bit you know we we want to keep it cool <laughs> lower that temperature just a little bit is is goose pimples any better though Derek well not when you say it like that yeah that's, that's gross i would much prefer goose pimples over uh over stewing in my own funk that sounds much less pleasant. All right. Uh, another criteria is preferably a low traffic area. Uh, this can, you know, just by default lead to a a lower incidence of toilet crimes. Uh, but it also means that you know you will probably have the the bathroom to yourself more often than not. You know, you don't think that's that it's that important, but uh, I, I don't find myself being particularly self conscious about my bathroom habits. But I don't necessarily. I don't want an audience for, for the things that I have to do. Yeah, that I'll say that is actually my number one criteria, Derek, is I'm usually on the search for the, the lowest traffic floor, the floor that has either the lowest population or the lowest percentage of men. Because you can get one of those floors where it just so happens that there's a lot of women working and the men's room completely untrafficked. Right. Yeah. Uh... So Sean, uh, I know you're a you're a musician, so you're you're pretty used to performing in front of people. Uh, does that also carry over to your bathroom habits? So are we talking a onesie or a twosie? Uh, <laughs> into every life, a little two must fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say for this specifically a twosie. Okay, sure. I I cannot do that in public. Not at I, all. Not at all, and that's one of those things where. I mean, when I was younger, I, I was adventurous, and one time I was drunk. <laughs> where, where are we going with this, Sean? 
into the bathroom. <laughs> I, I I made a poopy under a bridge, but okay. that's that's about it. It was the George Washington Bridge. People were watching. <laughs> It was on the news. And now you have performance anxiety, and I can see that. That was probably a traumatic experience for all right? involved. Well, ex- not the guy under me. So, oh. <laughs> well, he paid oh. me. He said it would be okay. No, uh, oh. but seriously, no, turned, I, I've never been able to do that. turned from a crime into a German porn movie. That's this is not okay. Why? I got paid. It's all right. You, you know what? That makes it better. It does. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Now, I, I honestly, uh, also, one of the things about being self-employed is that I don't have to worry about that office thing. But right. when I'm working at the uh, rehearsal studio, it depends. Like, if it's on a Sunday, I <laughs> I use the women's room because it's it's, it's a shared floor right. so of, of a bunch of different businesses. And the women's room is always clean because there's one business that has women that work for it on that floor, and they're not there on Sundays. Right. So I don't have to see them. Now, is, this, is this a single stall, single stall situation? or There is are this- three stalls, so even if I get caught, but here's the other problem with that. Now, if I'm in the women's room doing my business, and a woman comes in to the stall next to me <laughs> to do her business, I'm going to freak the fuck out, because women do not poop. <laughs> I will... I won't dispel the magic behind that at the current time. Thank but, you. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that, that sounds like a terrifying proposal. Uh, cause I am uh, z- zealotry is, is probably not even enough of a, a word to describe, uh, how strictly I adhere to male and female restrooms. Like if, uh, if there is a, a line out the door for the men's restroom, and, you know, there's a, a women's restroom that is clearly unoccupied. Uh, I will I will get in line. I will not use the women's restroom. I don't know what it is. I understand that mechanically they're the same thing. Like, there may be a urinal in the men's restroom, but there is, there's nothing inherently different about a woman's restroom. Except for the fact that I know I'm just not supposed to be there. Like, I don't know, maybe there's like a magical portal that opens up that only women can get to. Um, and if it opens up and you know sucks me in, I'd be stuck there forever. I don't know. I that's the thing. I just don't know what could possibly be different about the women's restroom, and I'm I'm too scared to find out. So well, I, I, I know for me that there is a one hundred percent certainty that the time that I decide to use the women's restroom in a largely abandoned building <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> will be the moment. That a grandmother, her daughter, and the six-year-old grandchild will all come into the restroom simultaneously. And I will just have to, I will have to live there. Like, I won't ever be able to leave. I'll be trapped in the closet, or the stall, as it were, until they have completely left. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be... I mean, that that is... That is terrifying. And we, we've talked about before how I have this kind of headspace where um, if I kind of go into this anxiety spiral, I, I just start not uh, fantasizing is, is not the word. Um, <laughs> Derek, uh, I said this is a safe space. Mentalizing. Uh, 
just thinking about all the things that could go wrong. And that, that is legitimately something that I, that I fear. And that's, that's part of the reason I will not use the, the women's restroom because like, like you said, as soon as I do, I mean, there could be a single women's like Porta John in the middle of the desert. And, you know, I haven't seen anybody for months and, you know, I decide to use it that one time. And all of a sudden I'm, you get in and you come back out and it's burning man. <laughs> oh man. How, I, I mean, I don't think I'd be in there that long, but I guess if I haven't seen a bathroom in, in months that it's possible, <laughs> I think I what would did have you other eat? problems. Um, probably desert lizards, I would say. And they're probably they come spicier. out really fast. It's not a big deal. <laughs> they just just kind of slide out as you walk. It's fine. So the the fourth criteria is Wi-Fi or cellular signal strength, because you know there are some there are some restrooms that are on the top floors that get great signal. But if you're in a your particularly large building or an old building, if you go down to the to the lower floors, even though there may be fewer people there. You may not be able to have, uh, may not be able to get any cell signal or Wi-Fi signal down there, and I don't want to just be sitting there, you know, willing myself to poop faster because I'm bored. Like I want to give my body all the time it needs to to completely complete the ritual. Um, so, Derek, you know, Derek, huh? Yes, Frank. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> and also, I am never borrowing your fucking phone. <laughs> Look, if you leave look, your phone on the desk and I have to get it back to you, I will be using tongs in one of those hazmat suits that the nuke guys uses. Frank, it is 20 fucking 18. Do not sit there and pretend like it was any surprise that people go and use their phones in the restroom. And I, I get it. Like it is a it is a dichotomy for me to be so fastidious with washing my hands and all the rest of it, but then to, you know, not necessarily disinfect my phone the same way. I get it. But uh, that is a blind spot in in my psyche. I choose not to think about how many poo germs are on my phone. That's it. Like, that's a lot, Derek. It's a lot. (laughs) Choosing not to think about it doesn't mean that they're not there, pal. Oh, you are... You were exactly right. Like, like I said, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I need, I need a distraction. <laughs> so, what did you do before the age of the smartphone? That's a good question. Uh, that was like 2007. Uh, and I think, I mean, I've had phones with like, like at least like snake on them since like I was Man, 16. I missed that game. Snake was the best. Was it not? Like, I loved Snake. It was so it was so weird. Like you know, every phone had Snake on it until you know smartphones and uh, like Blackberries and stuff. And then like you can't even really find a good Snake game now. Like how is that so hard to emulate? Like just give me a decent Snake game for like nostalgia purposes or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I've had I've had phones that that could play some form of game since I was sixteen. So like two thousand one ish, something like that. Um, depending on what you've eaten, you could already be playing the snake game in a completely different way. Yes. A much more, um, organic, organic and and functional way, to be honest. Like (laughs) if I, if I was dropping the hot snakes every time, I think I'm, I, that might be okay with me. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> did you say dropping the hot snakes? Yes, I did. <laughs> Derek, I died in this room. You're going to have to send somebody to come and get the body. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a couple of guys. They it may take them a may have to try a little harder. <laughs> All right. So what we need to invent is we, and, and this is, this is only half goofing. We need to invent a, a completely hermetically sealed, uh, phone case that is, uh, made of some sort of, uh, you know, titanium or something that is truly self disinfecting. Here's um, here's the thing, Derek, and I'll go ahead and stop you right there, because <laughs> I saw the episode of Shark Tank where some fuckers had exactly this. Okay. It was a UV light-lined box that you put your phone in specifically to disinfect it from poo germs. <laughs> and this is where I insert that Futurama meme that just says, take my money. <laughs> so did they actually get uh, get funded? I don't think so. Uh, their their response okay. was nobody was going to take the time or spend the money in order to disinfect their phone. When I mean, how long how long would it take? Like, I am not exactly a uh, a biologist, so I do not know how long it would take for UV to kill the poo germs. If but, I remember correctly, long... Derek, it was five minutes. This oh, is a Christ. subject that I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will start. Because uh, I do have a an S7 Edge, and it is waterproof, so I will start dousing my phone in <laughs> in hand sanitizer every time I go to the restroom. How about that? All right, that means I don't have to douse you in hand sanitizer every time you come over to the house. I do set my phone on your table a lot. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then set In other news, I've table. got to get a new new table. <laughs> this one is... <laughs> This one's no good. I don't think it could be saved. <laughs> All right, moving on before I get myself into even more trouble. Um, and I feel actually with this this last category, uh, I may already have been, I may have already stepped in it proverbially. The last criteria is the fewest number of dirty boys. And by dirty boys, I mean people that come in, do their business, most commonly... You know, just just using the urinal or something like that, and then walk out without washing their hands. And I was in my office for less than a goddamn day, Derek. Uh-huh. And I mm -hmm. discovered a dirty boy. Yeah, I honestly I I thought about warning you about the dirty boys. Cause because in our office, like it's not just dedicated to one company. There's it's a it's a big building that has, you know, 10, 20 companies in there. And there are some people from other companies that um, just are not aware of biology and germ theory and just decide not to wash their hands. I thought about warning you, but then I was like, but I really want you to take the job. So I kind of can't warn you. False um, pretenses, Derek. <laughs> I feel I feel I have denied you some need to know information, to be honest. But no, so you want to find somewhere where you can reliably not be assaulted by dirty boys. This one's kind of a hit or miss one because yeah. you don't necessarily know right until you've been in the space for a while. Like I think 
I managed to clock this fairly rapidly. Uh, it's never <laughs> happened in less than than a single shift before where I was able to go into the restroom and come back out and realize that I just need to quit now. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't touch a single surface in this entire fucking floor. Oh, but so this is this is wrong. why like I go to a, a different floor completely. Hand mm -hmm. hand unto the Lord. <laughs> I uh I have to go to another floor now. And the thing is it doesn't actually like prevent the dirty boys from being on our floor. It just gives you a chance to pretend that they aren't the people you work with. And that's that's honestly the best you can get. I mean, and, and the thing is, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter, like whether or not uh, there are dirty boys in the restroom, uh, because you know it's already as as our illustrious guest has so eloquently put, all those poo germs are just getting shotgun blasted out from uh, from the nether, the nether regions, and uh, there's a there's a fine coating, a a, a paste, if you will. Uh, covering every surface. So just being in the restroom, like you, you still need your hazmat suit. So even if I, even if everybody washed their hands, I would still not touch the door handle without something between me and it. So, um, because it doesn't, nece doesn't necessarily matter. But the thing is like, it, it is, what a, does it matter? <laughs> you see that little segue? That was nice. That was good. Thanks. But I, I think, you know, for, for my purposes, I need to be in a space that that has fewer dirty boys, specifically for the 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 fact that every time like if if I'm in in a restroom that I know has a high incidence rate of uh of non-hand washers, uh every time somebody walks in until they're done, all I'm thinking is please wash your hands, please wash your hands, please wash your hands. And uh Yeah, I've got stress. I don't need that kind of stress. No. No. But I, I think that covers my uh, my needs for <laughs> for home shopping as it as it pertains to uh, uh, to bathroom uh, preferences. We'll say so. Let's say Sean. Obviously, you uh, you are self employed, so you don't necessarily have a a true like office environment. But uh, let's say even for onesies, I, I know that <laughs> as you said previously, you are a a uh, you do your twosies. Where the Lord intended, uh, in private and far away from other people. After uh, this episode, we're going to have a new donor level. It's going to be above platinum. There can uh -huh. only ever be two, and each of them will get one of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, now I know, now I realize why you have withheld this special privilege from me for so long. Because um, I've been wanting to do this episode for... I mean, at least 20 episodes, roughly. And, and you know, every time we I brought it up, you're like, you know, we don't want to make it the brand. Now is not the right time. And now I understand why. It's because... I think he was right. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, to answer your question, and to also talk about something that you just mentioned before, Derek, dirty hands are turning those faucets. This is also true. Clean hands, you don't see them going, oh, okay, now I just did this, just washed my hands, and then what do they do with those clean hands? They touch the dirty faucet again. They absolutely do. I, for one, I don't piss on my hands. That's, so, that is personal growth, Sean. That is. I don't, well, you know, it's, it, 
It took a long time to get there, too. Thank you. <laughs> the better part of 20 years. <laughs> However, the thing is, the door handle is dirty. The faucets are dirty. I'm not saying I don't wash my hands. It's very important, too. But you've got to keep these things in mind. So you've just taken that whole fecal dust in the nose thing to a whole new level of fucked up. Mm-hmm. However, you're still willing to use your phone on the crapper. Do you see the danger in this? I told you it was a fucking blind spot. Like, I I am not justifying using my phone on the toilet. I'm just saying there's no other option. Like, because if what if I, okay, what if I decided to bring a book in, into the restroom? I'd have to burn the book. Like, Leave it there. Yeah. I'd have to, like, bring in, like, uh, Fahrenheit 451. This all <laughs> fucking over. <laughs> I would have to bring like like individual chapters of a book with me and then just set them on fire and throw them in the garbage can and maybe they'll they'll, they'll burn up some of the poo dust uh from that. I you know can do this is like scary. I'm doing right now Derek which is assembling a mind palace that I'm retreating <laughs> into. <laughs> a happy place where I don't have to think about anything. <laughs> All right, so so Frank, what uh, are there any criteria that I have not covered? That's a gross phrase, given our given our current topic. Is there anything that I have not listed off that you find is high on your list of priorities, Derek? I think I think you've been pretty exhaustive <laughs> with <laughs> your in depth analysis. <laughs> oh God. Uh, this conversation may not have been nearly as funny as, as I intended it to be, but it was far more detailed than I, than I truly intended. So, but the thing is we are, you know, I think we've been neglecting our duties of actually giving advice and I feel we have done that today. I feel we have, we have filled the, the world with information that they did not previously have and maybe some, some neuroses. Which, I'm happy to share those, because I got enough. I mean, I'm sure after this conversation, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of nervous tics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I would say we could take the elevator to accounting, but as I've learned about this office, the elevator's often broken. Yeah, and I'm not taking the fucking stairs, so. <laughs> Want to jump right into some audience questions? Let's do that. All right, first up. <laughs> I want you to know how happy I am, Frank. Like, <laughs> this is all I've wanted. For, for for 34 fucking episodes, this is all I've wanted. <laughs> I'm just kind of insulted that you think that I'm some connoisseur of shit. <laughs> I, I did ask Derek, are you sure this is the episode that Sean wants to be a part of? I sent in the question. I mean, it's you it's sent totally the cool. fucking audio clip, Sean. You and can't. I do like to work blue, so you I are guess this fucking is great. complicit as anybody, Sean. Can you estimate how many hours you have wasted at work pretending to be taking a poop? Sent in by Jordan. None. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sean. What what is your reason for for saying none? Because I don't work in an office. Okay. That, that's a good answer. Mine is also none because I poop too much. And why would I want to sit on the toilet longer 
and then the minimum amount possible to do to let the ritual complete. So no, none. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just have to get up from your desk. Sometimes you just have to take a walk and go someplace quiet, someplace safe. Well, okay. So that, that, that is, that is a two part thing. First of all, pretending to go to the restroom, you know, like getting up and, you know, somebody asks you where you're going saying, you know, I'm just going to run to the restroom and then loudly stating, I am taking a break to the restroom. I mean, you know, if that's what you feel you have to do to be able to (laughs) gain the agency to walk around your office or maybe like dip out into the garden for a moment, that's fine. What I believe what the question asker is asking is, uh, have you ever gone into the restroom pretending to poop when you didn't have to, uh, just to, to buy yourself some time? Is it time to rub one out? So it's like, it's under the guise that, oh, that guy must be taking a shit, but he's really going to like beat one off. Right. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. I think okay. that's a, okay. that's a possibility. Can I change my answer to constantly? <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will say that it doesn't have to be that. You know, that that is one of the things you could do while pretending to poop. Um but as a gainfully employed person that uh their boss may eventually listen to the podcast, that is not what I do. I think for this for this question asker, 3 hours a day? No, just period. That's all you get. Oh, 3 hours. Okay. <laughs> The unit of measure is important, uh, not just because of, uh, you know, not just the length of time, but the length of time per what. But we'll we'll leave it vague. That's fine. All right. So let's move on to another question that may be a little more relevant. I am one of those people that just can't drop a deuce outside of my domicile. However, sometimes emergencies happen and I have found myself having to drop the kids off at the office pool on more than one occasion. Is it wrong to wedge the door shut so that no one on the floor can use the restroom while I'm taking care of business at business? I mean, if they can go to another floor, right? Any tips or advice on the matter would be greatly appreciated. Constipated in Connecticut. What you are doing was 100% admirable and perfect. Absolutely. Keep it up. I agree 100%. I mean, and, and like you said, like if there if there are multiple floors, m- multiple restrooms, <laughs> no problem whatsoever. But if it if it is literally like the only one in the building, uh, and there's like you know four stalls, <laughs> you're the only one using using it. Um, I think that presents uh, that's a little bit selfish. I believe no f- tough shit. You're, you are definitely <laughs> going to business hell. But I will counter with sometimes we'd have to do things that are going to send us to business hell. Right. (laughs) And this one... I suffer from this person's problem. Therefore, I'm with them 100%. Your argument, Derek, is completely invalid because you have no problem doing this in public. I am one of the people that do. So if I had an office job, yes, I would wedge that fucking door shut. Uh, Now I want want to believe that you carry around uh, one of those door wedges... In, in some sort of like hermetically sealed bag uh, filled with hand sanitizer for when you have to you know, reach into the bag, grab the <laughs> shit door stopper uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> and stop. I mean, the door. you don't know me. You don't know me. It's just a hammer and some climbing pitons like. <laughs> <laughs> and they're one use only. Like just exactly. You take it out and you throw it away. I was wondering why there's so many uh, climbing, <laughs> climbing pitons. 
uh, in the garbage can, but now I know why. <laughs> Next up. How do you deal with excessive gas in the workplace, whether your gas or someone else's? From More Gooder Than in Montpellier. Laughter. But that makes you breathe more, Derek. That is true. That's a good point. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say that my answer is not 100% true because I have a weakness. Like, people that I've worked with in the past, I don't work with them anymore, but they still send me funny memes and videos and things like that that are uh, flatulence related because I don't think anybody else is quite the connoisseur of uh, fart humor as I am. And one of my previous co-workers sends them to me and almost every other time he says, nobody else appreciates it like you do. So here you go. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm flattered or if I should feel insulted or do, do I should, should I just take stock of where I'm at as a person? When? I mean, I think it's time to re-examine your life, Derek, and some of the choices <laughs> that you've made that led you to this point where the you are admitting are... on record that you are the connoisseur of fart humor. Like, right. you're now, the now guy notice. that people send the fart jokes to. But notice I said... I am a connoisseur of fart humor, not a connoisseur of farts like I almost did. That would have been way worse to say. No, but uh, yeah, dealing with gas in the office, hopefully nobody, typically people, uh, depending on the, the profession, uh, some people are more cognizant of it than others. Um, like if you're like in a, in a garage or something like, you know, you're, you're relatively outdoors like unless like you're both trapped under the car uh for the time being then uh maybe maybe don't drop one <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea or while you're welding that's also probably a bad deal all things considered the only time this has come up in a in a work setting is when i was uh, announcing um a game and i had someone that just did this at the after party just okay. full on in public in the bar. And wow. to this date, I have not spoken a single word to that person again. And how long ago was this? Six or eight years ago. Like, <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I was expecting you to say like a couple of months. God damn. You are militant. <laughs> so, I mean... Do you feel that that was indicative of the type of person that they were or It definitely was. Like situationally speaking, this this person's significant other apologized for them. Oh wow. And and was like he finds it funny to do this and no one else does. And yeah. I was like, "Cool. Thanks." And then I went <laughs> elsewhere. Oh god. Yeah, it, I mean Sometimes you read a crowd <laughs> on whether or not something's going to work, and sometimes you're wrong. And he does that constantly, apparently. So, to, to follow up, the next one I've got queued up is, why is it so hard to make a three-year-old poop on the potty? And also, why is poop so funny? And farts. <laughs> From Trisha and Shauna. Yeah, this is, uh, this is two girls on a bench. And I knew, I knew Trisha would have my back, that fart jokes are funny, 
she's and and here's the thing her and shauna are comedy writers who better to decide what is funny than a fucking comedy writer well here's the counterpoint derek i think based on context she's talking about the fucking children (laughs) so her question is why do small children find poop and fart so funny derek and so I guess we'll go to you for some insight. <laughs> you are the connoisseur, sir. Look, I'm not going to... I Look, I, I have no justification for why I find it so funny. It It is an immaturity thing. Like, I have always found farts funny. I... See, that was funny. That was nice. Um, I... My entire life, you know, I've, you know... I had a, a father and a grandfather that were, um, <laughs> let's just say every camping trip was basically the, the blazing saddles being seen. <laughs> <sighs> Some people are like, my family is a military family. My grandfather was military. My dad was military and by God and country, I'll be military too. You have a different tradition, Derek, and I respect you. <laughs> and your family's culture. We are a proud people. <laughs> oh. oh, my head hurts after that one. Oh, God. <laughs> Guess the dinner. <laughs> See? See? That one That one caught me off guard, and that was funny. Um, hold on. Uh, so I, I just remembered that we actually have some comments from Twitter, so we're going to slip this in. Uh, you didn't even answer the question yet. Now you're being okay. avoidant, Derek. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I answered, I answered the part that pertained to me. I, I don't have children. I don't know how to make a kid poop in a potty frankly if i tried to make a kid poop in the potty they'd be like why is this fucking strange man trying to make a kid poop in a potty like there would be way worse things than me finding things funny so that's your this is how derek got arrested (laughs) all right derek Uh, i i figure you answered the question it's it's a cultural thing um (laughs) derek's people is is basically the only answer that we need we need to to respect your heritage you so yeah do. we can go ahead and move on to the the comments from twitter all right well some of them are less questions and more just kind of conversational uh, in nature so first of all uh one from uh drinks uh drinks with larry uh the drinks with larry podcast uh, he says, I work in a manufacturing company, so finding a corner stall in an unused portion of the building is key. And that, that was kind of in response to finding one that, or finding your favorite in the office. Uh, so this this kind of goes back to the, uh, the door stopper thing. Uh, so this is from the Films Remembered Badly podcast. Uh, I can go to the toilet mostly anywhere. <laughs> and they felt it pertinent to add, I'm a confident pooper. <laughs> He's very... Very proud of his movements. We've all got to um, be proud of something, Derek. <laughs> you reach for those stars. Right. Much like Bach and Mozart, he is very proud of his movements. But but I always feel most secure when there are two doors between myself and a public space. 
so I, I think this kind of goes back to the, the door stopper thing, because if, if you didn't stop the door, then essentially there's only one door between you and, and public space because people can access the restroom. So yeah, I, I think, I think this is another, <laughs> another validation that, you know, the this, door. this one actually feeds into my secret choice of bathroom, Derek, which is we have a locker room that has a restroom in the basement of the building that okay. no one ever uses. Now, the question is why? Now, it is in a gym, uh, you know, the, the locker room gym. So, you know, maybe people don't use the gym as often as the health insurance premiums may prefer they did. But uh, maybe there's some sort of monster down there. You've got like, three doors between you and the outside world. I think that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good distance. One, one of which is locked by a key card. Which doesn't, you know, and, and the thing is like, yeah, sure, everybody in the building has a key card, but personally, I don't carry my key card around with me all the time um, because I don't just randomly expect to want to go to the gym. Like, it will be a planned occurrence that I go to the gym unless I, <laughs> unless I pick up your habit of, uh, see, here's the problem, Frank. You let me in on the scoop, on the poop scoop. Damn it. Now I got to find a new one. <laughs> all right another comment we got from twitter uh was from uh so this was actually in reference to the the image that i sent uh which was essentially one guy from behind this is not a graphic image uh one guy using a urinal uh out of a row of several and then somebody walking up to <laughs> the one right next to him um and beginning a conversation this man is a toilet criminal <laughs> i i agree a hundred percent um and this is maybe he was just like say nice dick i mean the thing is like that is a it, capital offense in toilet crime <laughs> it is so so the thing is i have actually witnessed uh probably three to four occurrences uh of somebody walking up to someone else and you know, kind of jovially and confidently saying, hmm, nice dick while at the urinal. Most of the time, it's people that know each other and already have that kind of kind of whatever rapport you have to have to be at that point in your friendship where you can just comment on on each other's genitals just off the cuff. Derek. Um, what? Derek. Mm hmm. We're never going to be those kinds of friends. <laughs> uh. That's fine. I knew I was barking up the wrong tree. That's why. That's why I, I became friends with Sean, because it's <laughs> not happening here. <sighs> uh, you're just handling your junk by yourself, Derek. I'm sorry. Mm. I mean, but thanks for noticing that it's a tree. It's, an, <laughs> it's a normal Monday, so it sounds about right. But no, that like that has been that is super perplexing to me because a. Like, I have never once, like, seen someone else's genitals and said, hmm, I need to comment on that. And and two, like, even, even backing up, like, even <laughs> if somebody walks up to a urinal and starts talking to me, like, that, that, like you said, that is, that is a capital offense. Like, 
and the thing is, like, this has happened several times in pretty much every office that I've worked in. Uh, you know, you'll be standing there doing your business and somebody will walk up to you and say something just like, hey, how you doing today? I'm like, I was fine until two seconds ago. <laughs> well, maybe they're too shy to speak to you anywhere else. Uh, That's a real fucking weird icebreaker, Sean. Um, well, well, sometimes, <laughs> you know, you got to go all the way around so that you can come back. Like, you're so shy that the only place that you can come out of your shell is in the most inappropriate place possible. You got to think outside the box. I guess so. And also, coming out of their shell, how do you know that they're uncut? Too soon? <sighs> no, that, that's more of a thinker, Sean. Like, that one, it took me a second to understand. And then, by the honestly, by the time it, it registered, it was too late to laugh, and... I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but you know uh, your your assumption that like it, it's the the tensions uh, the the most tense place that you possibly could bring out the best conversations in this person. Um, I call bullshit on that because you, there's a reason that you don't see many uh, therapists slash proctologists. <laughs> that is not a situation. That gets people to talk. Wait, so my therapist is doing things that shouldn't be done? Well, it's less about a professional choice. That may just be maybe a case of moonlighting. Like maybe they, uh, therapy is their is their profession, but uh, proctology is their passion. <laughs> it's in the same session. <laughs> the question is, do you get charged for the second part? Yeah, it's it's all part of the same hour. <laughs> It's usually 15 minutes of talk therapy and 45 minutes of pain. <laughs> so this all ties into another audience question. Okay. So my male coworker told me there was a guy he tries to avoid at the urinal. This guy apparently leans forward with one hand on the wall while peeing. And moans uh, with satisfaction. Oh God! What's uh, the deal? I, Sent uh, in by Oh my God, why in guy. Oregon? <laughs> uh, just oh. Uh. The thing is, I've known one of these before. Not like on a personal friend level, but have worked mm -hmm. in the same office with a guy like this, and it's always sales guys. Right. It's always guys yeah. in sales. So, so is it is it some form of like dominance, like? Taking up a lot of space, you know, making other people uncomfortable. I mean, is it is it a dominance thing or is it just like a complete lack of self-awareness? Like what what could possibly possess somebody to think that <laughs> any moaning in a bathroom is not is not OK? Like there is there are rare exceptions when the burrito truck comes by, but that is it. Like that's it. I, I think you're probably right. Like, this is some sort of dominance display. Like, show, like, and as I said, it's, it's often sales guys that are doing it, and they're already fairly prone to just sort of putting themselves out there and trying to be the center of attention. So, yeah, excessive machismo and stuff. So, there, this, this kind of brings to mind a story, and, and it kind of, it's a mixture between, you know, this particular display of, whatever the fuck this is acrobatics maybe i don't know and the the talker at a, at a previous employer there there was a an older gentleman you know probably in his 50s 60s something like that 
but he had a really like dry wit and, you know, I hadn't really talked to him that much. And so, you know, we both went into the restroom at the same time and, you know, we, we used, I think he used a stall because there was only like one urinal. So we, we both did our thing. We were washing our hands at the sink and he said, I still got a pretty powerful stream for an old guy, don't I? I was like, what the fuck? Why? A, why would you ever say that? And B, what makes you think I'm receptive to you saying that to me? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was like, your I first about... encounter with a toilet criminal. <laughs> it was It was not, but I'd never seen one. I mean, this is basically like somebody walking up to you and just like stealing your watch while you're talking to them. Like... I had never seen the, the the direct commission of a toilet crime in such grandiose fashion. But no, I, I was I thought about that for days. I was like, do I give off some sort of like I mean, did he think I was being judgmental? Like I thought <laughs> when I when I looked at his feeble body, I thought that can't that guy can't pee very hard. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that? Derek, I don't you just have it. a face that says, I want to talk about toilet stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. that far off. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you call him as you see him. I've got one more, uh, one more comment from Twitter. So this is from. Uh, so the previous one was uh, from the hyper, hyper hyperbole, uh, which is hyperbole with a R, like bro. Um, so this one is from Invasion of the Remake. Uh, Sam from Invasion of the Remake <laughs> on Twitter. So here's one about something that freaks me out. Why do people drop their pants down around their angle ankles in public toilets? I mean, really, that floor, your clothes, then your chair or car seat. Ugh. I mean, the, the only people that do this on the regular are very small children and the aforementioned toilet criminals. <laughs> well, the thing is, like... I don't think he's just talking about like at the urinal. Like I have only seen one adult man uh, <laughs> just drop his, just drop trout at the urinal. And <laughs> let me tell you that made for a very interesting afternoon. You know, there's some things you don't expect to see when you go into a restroom. And that was certainly top of the list. So that that's not very common. Like, I think like this is, this is essentially, you know, kind of discussing at all like when you're in the stall and my question is how the fuck can you avoid that what what sort of levitation are you pulling out of your bag of tricks to keep your 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 pants from touching the floor let me learn you a thing derek it's all about <laughs> foot placement <laughs> thank you <laughs> wait is there some secret that i have not been let in on like is that why there are footprints on the stall door? <laughs> you guys like, like just like spread eagle. Like you've got like a, uh, what are those things? Like uh, fucking stirrups in there. <laughs> it's like propped against the door. You can leave your feet on the floor to do this. Yeah. Stall, okay? You just, yeah, just have to place your feet a little farther out to the side so that your whole all together doesn't drop with a clunk to the goddamn floor. <laughs> I did not. I did not think this would be nearly as educational. Jesus I mean, Christ, Derek. Now I have to burn the table and the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I wish I had something to, to dissuade you from doing that, but to be honest, yeah. So, another 
question from the audience. I own a small business and we have nine employees. One of my employees will clock back in from his lunch break and then go to the bathroom for over 10 minutes. He will take his whole lunch in the break room, either sleeping or on his phone. He tends to eat his actual lunch on his first 10-minute break, so in theory he has plenty of time during his break for a visit to the bathroom, but he waits until after he clocks back in. Is this normal? Sent in by Constipated on Company Time in California. He knows how to milk the system. That yeah, he does. Indeed he does. Yeah, like, this is this is fairly normal. He's figuring it out. Because if, if he's going during his lunch break, he's going on his time. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. This may be a little too telling, but uh, Derek don't shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, too, uh, well, I, I guess I don't necessarily... I haven't had this situation come up in a long time since I've you know been working like full time, uh, not hourly or having like breaks and things like that, like where I have to clock out for breaks. But to be honest, like, you know, back when I used to work at Circuit City and for the most part, Circuit City is like shut down. So like I'm not getting myself in any uh, HR hot water here. Um, but but yeah, like clock back in. Oh, time to poop. The now, time that Derek Lewis spent in the restroom is why <laughs> Circuit City went out of business. <laughs> don't, I don't think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, Frank. To be honest, I'm not saying it's not. Like I would, I would be interested in seeing their uh, forensic accounting and determining whether or not my my bathroom habits. Oh. Uh, if 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 the the store three two nine one and their crapping habits brought down Circuit City, I I don't I think it was a house of cards to begin with. So Sean, since you are self employed, what does that mean for you? Like like pooping on the clock. What does that mean for you? Well, being that I won't do it anywhere but home, it means nothing to me. <sighs> However, I have you know been actually employed employed in the past with real jobs. <laughs> Pre pre neuroses, uh, with with pooping at other places. Well, I I worked. Uh, my last big job that was a normal real job was overnights. Oh, that's not true. But anyway, I worked overnights where I mean we were just all a bunch of delinquents. So, <laughs> do you know the term upper decker? I'm not. Oh my god! Where I worked. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, or am I? Okay, so so I'm going to go out on a limb, and I am going to. I have a feeling I know what upper decker is, um, and is <laughs> where. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to explain it, and you tell me on a scale from one to ten how accurate my guess is. Okay, that is where somebody's using the the bowl of the toilet as God intended, and somebody uh, removes the the lid from the tank. Uh, where you know, the water reservoir and uses it as Satan intended uh, to then poop in the, the tank at the same time. No, no, no. Wait, are you saying that two people would be in? No, no. Two people don't share it. An upper decker, I mean, you were like halfway, right? There's not two people there. Just somebody takes the lid off and 
drops their deuce. Well, okay, so so the the only yeah. reason I assume there are two fucking people is because other than that, what is the fucking point? Like, <laughs> what practical? Purpose? Oh, because it sits there and it ferments, <laughs> and you get a you get a completely different kind of prison wine out of it. So this is this is less of a a uh, practicality and more of a of a practical joke. It's it's a long term <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's not one that will pay off dividends immediately, but uh, yeah, I would assume that there's some sort of like hazmat team would have to be called in after it's discovered. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh that. my god! Uh, actually, I can deny that one hundred percent. It was just like you know the kid that never showered was the one that had to go and clean it up. <laughs> Our legal professionals do indicate that you should outright deny that, and that's fine. <laughs> no, I I never done that. I just no, think no, upper we, deckers we, we are funny. I, I, I I'm with you. I I have to say I find that, and then literally the next scene is me flipping a cigarette into the building, turning, <laughs> walking away as I put on sunglasses, <laughs> as it bursts into fucking flames. Cool guys never look at explosions. I can't I can't think of anything more very few things sound more disgusting than Oh, can you imagine like the toilet is running <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just have to jiggle the chain. <laughs> Which I don't love to do. Like, I don't like getting my hand moist around the toilet no matter what. But uh you opening it up. And and let's say that you weren't, maybe you had some sinus issues and you didn't. And it's like two weeks later. Yeah, it's like two weeks later. Uh, <laughs> you had some sinus issues, so you didn't get the like the the, the initial puff of odor. Um, and so you're like elbow deep before you catch on to what has happened. Um, I, I've said before that like losing an arm would put me out of out of a profession, but I, you know, I chance it. Maybe a one-armed developer can work out because that's the only solution. Like once, once I've been el- elbow deep in uh, poo water, that that arm is dead to me. Derek, I'm in hell. <laughs> I'm in hell, and I can never escape, Derek. Oh, this episode oh. has broken my will, Derek. <laughs> oh. I love this. So, Frank, when are you coming on? What does it matter? <laughs> it's just going to be like two hours of, of him complaining about the terrible things that I say. I mean, at this point, it would be two hours of you talking and me just sitting in stunned silence. Rocking back and forth, shivering. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to have to be sitting in the shower while it runs, while I rock back and forth on the floor. Like, that's literally <laughs> where I will edit. be. Edit from... I'm going to send you a case of Purell, man. Uh, you're going to have to edit from the shower as <laughs> as you're cleansing your body. <laughs> um, that may prolong the editing time, though. I don't know if I- this episode is ever going to actually get released, Derek. I think I'm going to take all the audio, put it on a flash drive... <laughs> and shoot it into the sun. And shoot it into the sun. <laughs> oh, God. This this computer may be toast. Like, I don't know if it can be saved. It's seen some shit at this point. Uh, all right. So, I, I think... I don't... What fucking question was that? How did... Oh, it was the... 
how did we get to to that from Derek? Uh, I've been asking how I got here <laughs> the whole fucking episode. All right, do we have any other uh, any other questions we can knock out that you are willing to to put in the mental stress to read? Frank, I'll be calm. <laughs> Let let Sean be your chamomile tea for the next five minutes. Here's a life question, or in my case, maybe a work question, because I work at a hospital. Should I have a doctor look at this rash? It's only a rash, and a burning sensation when I pee. Sent in by Devin in Dartmouth General. <sighs> and I think with that... <laughs> just... Just with that alone, Derek. Uh-huh. We'll probably have to punch the clock. Yeah, that that sounds reasonable. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, Frank. <laughs> I can just I can see in my mind's eye your soul, what small amount is left of it, just blowing away into the wind by this conversation. I'll be alright, Derek. The recording, the recording has taken its toll. What will really take a toll (laughs) is the editing. (laughs) Look, the the good thing is, is that we won't have to do this for another 30 some odd episodes uh, because we will collect some, uh, some poo related questions between now and then. And so we'll have some concentrated episode where we answer them all. But because uh, the thing is, like, no question deserves to go unanswered. No, yeah, definitely. We we need we have a a duty. <laughs> we have we have a duty. That is absolutely true to our listeners to answer the questions that they send us, not the questions that we wish they'd send us, <laughs> but the questions that they actually send us. All right, Sean. It has been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, com. If you want to hear some psychedelic jammy out there-ness, go to theadventuresoundtrack.com or seanfaustmusic.com. And thanks for having me on. And Frank, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I am indebted it, to it you. It was I owe you more than one. It was far less that uh, that you subjected him to anything. It You were a party to me subjecting him to things, and he may not forgive you for that. No, Derek, I needed a witness. I completely understand. <laughs> I needed a witness. Because <laughs> otherwise it was just hearsay. <laughs> otherwise it was hearsay, and they would convict me for what I'm going to have to do to you later. Uh, but since you have a witness and recorded audio, no judge will, it'll get thrown right out. Justifiable homicide. Oh God. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can buy us a coffee or two at bit.ly forward slash WLI coffee. You can also visit our merch store at bit.ly forward slash WLI merch. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air, preferably not poop related, uh, because I believe we stopped right before the next one would have killed Frank. Um, <laughs> you can send your questions to questions at WLICast.com. You can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WLICast, 
or on Twitter at WLImbalance and use the hashtag WLICast. This has been the last episode of the Work Life Imbalance Podcast. <laughs> I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. <laughs> and with that, please, please, <laughs> please, can I transfer you? Uh, no, that was that was good. Honestly, that was. <laughs> you don't, you don't sound as convinced as you normally do, Frank. <laughs> I'm jazz, Derek. I'm jazz to go over every second of this audio five or six times. <laughs>